Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for listening and for sharing this podcast. Um, We just appreciate all the new listeners that have been in touch with us. And, of course, the donations that have come in. It's really kind of blown us away because we don't solicit. We don't even have an email newsletter. And so we thank you. It's because of you who are listening right now that you share this. And because we are shadow banned and censored. By big tech. So it's because of you either telling people about the podcast or sharing it somehow, text, email. So God bless you. Thank you. Before we get into important topics today, um, and we'll just call today's podcast um, Pandemic of Unvaccinated Rhetoric Will Incite Violence. We may change that title, but that's it, what it is for, t- for now. We've got to understand what's happening, and it comes down to propaganda. We've talked a lot about communist policy being unleashed in major institutions in America, including our government. Before we get into all that, you're kind of getting heavy-hearted already, I can tell. I can just feel it through the airwaves. So I want to share some scripture with you to help us balance all this out. Colossians chapter 3, I just read this this morning. Verse 1 Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. First four verses of Colossians chapter 3. Father in heaven, help us to discern today. Help us to have wisdom and understand what's going on in our country, in our culture, but Lord, even in our churches. Please, Lord, give us eyes that see. Open the eyes of our heart. Lead us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for informing us and allowing us to know the truth which has set us free. And let us not go back into bondage, Lord, but help us understand the times and do what we can in our spheres of influence with the time and the days, the hours that you give us here. In Jesus' name, amen. Our guest today, Patrick Wood, is back with us. Technocracy News and Trends, phenomenal website. Um, He is also the author of Technocracy, The Hard Road to World Order, and he's the executive director of Citizens for Free Speech. Patrick, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. A lot to talk about today, but you have something coming up called a National Town Hall, and people, I think, are going to want to get involved in this. The topic is propaganda. Share with everybody what that is and how they can sign up. I think we lost Patrick. Uh, we, so before we I'm, do, I'm sorry. Oh, are you still I, there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, we, we felt it necessary to start a national dialogue on propaganda because it just w- really wasn't being talked about that much. And this is not a new topic, of course, but uh, but people have a, just a big gaping hole in their in their mind on what propaganda is and why it's so dangerous. So we decided to uh, to sponsor a national town hall on this, and we've got some some great guests coming on that know a lot about propaganda. They're going to talk about it, and uh, people can sign up. It's free. We're not charging anything for it. It's going to be a virtual event next Thursday. That's uh, the 13th of January. Okay, January 13th. Uh, they can just go to our website, citizensforfreespeech.org, and it's just right there at the top of the page, and click on it and RSVP and. Uh, We'll send you know send the appropriate links out when the time is right to uh, to join uh, the national town hall. Okay, citizensforfreespeech.org. The event is a week from today, and yes. yeah, Patrick, we're in very different uh, times than I think a lot of us anticipated. Even those of us who were informed, 
not the fact that that men would be evil and people in government, you know, would do some of the things they do or globalists or socialists, but the fact that the public generally has gone along with a lot of this. Before we got on the air today, you and I were talking about this term that we've discussed uh, called cognitive dissonance. And it's, uh, it's why people get upset when their beliefs are challenged. And it's also a mental conflict that occurs when their beliefs are contradicted by new information. And so I'd love for you to just give your insight on that and, and, and why this is an issue today. Well, it's probably, I know some people, you know, think back to their childhood when, when somebody would say something to them one day and something completely opposite the next day. Like, don't do this, or a teacher might do this to you. Don't do this. Don't do such and such on, on Monday. And Tuesday comes along, and you're trying to behave yourself. And somebody tells you the exact opposite. Well, you're supposed to do this. And it sets up a conflict in your mind. You say, well, do I or don't I? And when that becomes a, um, a repetitive event, it really scrambles people's minds. Hmm. And this is, what's, this is the phenomena that we've seen Ever certainly ever since COVID, the whole great panic of 2020 started. Uh, things like Dr. Anthony Fauci saying one thing one day, another thing the next day. Well, you need one mask. First, you need no mask. Now you need one mask. Then you need two. Then you need to wear them indoors. No, now you know outdoors, but not indoors. I mean, it just goes back and forth and back and forth. It scrambles people's minds in the end. Just it, they can't make a decision on anything. So you're talking about uh, generally when people have a certain set of beliefs or they understand life a certain way or facts a certain way, and then all of a sudden new information comes along, there's a decision that people need to make. And are, haven't you been surprised that so many people have, have really, they go, oh, man, I don't want to deal with all the, the things that I might have to deal with. I'm just going to comply. I missed the last, I'm sorry, I missed the last word there. I don't know if the internet or phone line is bad, but okay. Yeah. 10 seconds. Okay. Sorry about that. So people, are you surprised that people maybe for the reasons of not wanting the stress or the hassles or, um, the, the whatever else might happen, they just decide to comply. Well, absolutely. That, you know, that there, well, there's other forces at work too, not just cognitive dissonance, but, that's, that's exactly what happens in the end of it is that you finally just give up and say, hey, whatever you tell me, I'll do. So if you tell me one thing today and another thing tomorrow, no problem. I'll do, I'll do both, either whatever, <laughs> whatever's appropriate on that day. And that's why you see a lot of people just following along with the narrative. They just have kind of given up at trying to figure it out. So they say, man, it's easier to comply than it is to think about it. And what's dangerous today, Patrick, I know you've talked about this and, and, so have we here, is the fact that once people have made up their minds, even if it's not based on truth, facts, or science, once they've made up their minds, it's so difficult to try to get people to change or to look at the facts or to recognize maybe they were wrong at the beginning. And I know that's pride, but do you find that, that once people make up their minds, and especially early on in the panic-demic that they made up their minds, and now it seems like the two sides are, are even more divided? Uh, I do. And, you know, this is really, uh, this really, really has all the markers of a cult at this point. Mm. And I want to be careful in explaining this because, you know, cult means different things to different people. Yes. But the way, the way people get inducted into a cult is first by going through this cognitive dissonance routine where their minds are get, get confused enough where they really can't figure out what's true and what's not true. And then they're inducted further down the rabbit hole into, uh, into a belief system that they really never bargained for in the first place, but they got it anyway. <laughs> yep. So what's happened with this is people are, con as people have been conditioned, they have inadvertently been drawn into a system of scientism, which worships science yes. as God rather than the true and living God, of course, or, or anything else for that matter. It just worships science. And what scientism says is that there is no truth outside of science, uh, even though it's not really science. It's much, a lot of pseudoscience, too. But the proposition is, is that science is the, 
the final and full arbiter of all truth in the universe about the nature of man and the nature of the universe and man's relation to it. And so people don't realize this when they're just kind of plodding along in their life and, and they're sucked into this thing. They don't realize that they've inadvertently been suckered into a false religion that replaces God mm. with science. Mm. Now, you can see how very dangerous this would be to the Christian world today. Uh, that would be exactly opposite of what the Bible says. But, uh, but you know, this is the fact of the matter right now. This, and you say, and people say, well, that's not, it's not a religion. How can you call it that? Listen, when Anthony Fauci gets attacked, and that's happened a lot, he says, you can attack me, but you're not really attacking me. You're attacking science. That's right. That's what he says. It's almost unbelievable he said that. Yeah, that's a definition of uh, of his God. And, you know, of course, you say, well, Christians say that, too. You know, when, when Christian gets attacked for uh, gets attacked for their beliefs, that's basically what we say. You know, you can attack me personally, but you're really attacking the God of the Bible and the Bible. And that would be a true statement. You know, that, that, that is a religious state. That's a religious belief, a core belief that, uh, you know, that, that Christians hold, that, that the Bible is the truth and the only truth that God has revealed to mankind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and we defend it as such. Uh, God can fight for himself. Well, Anthony Fauci says, well, his science can fight for itself. <laughs> that is... There's two gods. Being, there's two gods in view here. One is the true and living God, and the other is the God of science. <laughs> Well, we were kind of prepped for this moment, I think, based on the decades and decades of the really the communist movement that morphed into the environmentalist movement and environmental extremism and the, quote, science behind global warming and climate change and all that. And now so a lot of people were already prepped to kind of accept this new, quote, science when it comes to viruses. And Lord Fauci, my goodness, um, the the audacity that he had to say such things. By the way, we got to get back to the basics, I think, Patrick. Science doesn't speak. Scientists do. And scientists are men, and men can be wrong. So even if there's a consensus, what if their their consensus is wrong? What if the majority is trying to push something that is not based on fact or truth or actual science? Well, of course, when when a when a scientist or anybody that's looking at science says that the science is settled, <laughs> they not only don't understand uh, that science is never settled, because that's the whole point of science is discover- discovery of truth by ongoing observation. Mm-hmm. Um, when all of a sudden everybody else is excluded from the argument because they believe their their science is settled, they've turned this into a religious proposition immediately. It's, it, it, I mean, there's no other way to explain it, but it is a religious proposition when you say, well, I've got the lock on truth, you don't, so you should be punished, and I should be, whatever, glorified, I guess, I don't know. But that's kind of been, you know, the, the Fauci's of the world, that's been their attitude in this whole thing. And, of course, that went back into global warming as well. Al Gore years ago said the science is settled. Yep. And, and he also said, I might add, deniers deserve to be punished. Everybody chuckled back then. Oh, that's, that's a cute little euphemism there, Al. But little did people know that this is one of the core beliefs of the system, mm-hmm. is that deniers deserve to be punished. Gee, that sounds a lot almost like Islam, doesn't it? Wow. In a way. I hate to bring that up. No. But it kind of does, because in their view... Christians are deniers, and they deserve to be punished. And lo and behold, there are many graves of Christians that have been killed for no other reason Mm -hmm. than the fact that they did not 100% assent to the tenets of Islam. So it's rigid. I'm not just picking on Islam just because it's a rigid system that proposes that. And those graves can be found around the world. Um, and 
I want to go back to some. Actually, you know what? We we only have five minutes left in this segment, Patrick. So I, I want to move on to something that you guys sent out in a newsletter about you. You are demanding religious liberty for unvaccinated Marines as the Corps begins what you're saying is a political purge. So if people haven't been up to speed on this news story, more than 200 U.S. Marines have been officially discharged from the Corps for being unvaccinated. And, um, well, here I, th- I just want to quote you, and I'll let you continue. You say the Marine Corps is required to consider every application for religious exemption to a mandate on an individual basis, but that's not what, what they're doing. And so I would love for you to share more information on this. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what's happened too. And, and this, this, this lawsuit that was uh, filed against the, uh, against the government for these mandates has resulted in a victory. It hasn't really solved the problem, but it does give some relief. And it, it also points out who's right in this case. I didn't know if we lost you, if you got cut out or if you just paused. But um, you in the article, it quotes a couple Marines and one officer said that military leadership is making it virtually impossible for people of faith to serve their country. And here's a quote from one officer in the military, quote, do I want to continue serving in an institution that crushes people? for bringing up reasonable points in defending their faith, end quote. So Patrick Woods and Citizens for Free Speech are calling upon tens of thousands of of members and citizens who want to get involved here and make their voices heard in defense of the discharged Marines. So Patrick, do people simply go to citizensforfreespeech.org or do you have other uh, directions. Oh, that's a, that's the place to uh, to receive that at citizensforfreespeech.org, and it's in our press statement, uh, our press release uh, okay. section of the website. And it is a, it is an absolutely critical thing. You know, we've we've seen this this uh, very slow incursion of kind of a, a repression of Christianity and biblical thought for a long time. The military has never been so bold as to just carte blanche wipe out uh, any consideration of Christianity and, and of, because uh, there's lots of pe- lots of Christians in the military, I have to say. I, I have seen so many over the years that have, uh, well, in the military currently and, and who have retired, who are dynamic Christians and who, you know, believe that they were actually following what the Lord wanted them to do by joining the military. Hmm. I'm, I'm not. I won't comment on that personally. What my belief is on that, but I know that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And so these people who are trying to do something good for the country, and and uh, you know they're not necessarily proselytizing everybody in their platoon or their company or whatever. But all of a sudden, uh, the teeth have come out mm-hmm. to show this kind of late. I mean, the latent um, uh, rejection now is in full view, mm-hmm. absolutely full view. And so when, when a, when a Christian um, goes in the, in the Marine Corps, especially goes to their commander and says, I want a religious, um, yeah, apply for religious exemption. And they simply just wad, you know, wad up or tear up their application and throw it in the trash right in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh, and, and, and other people cheer them for doing that. This is a new level yes. that we've reached. Yes, it's a new level of intolerance. It's a new level of propaganda. It's and there's corruption, of course. Um, we're, it's it's almost we're at a tipping point. It just seems like so many things have come up to a head, and they're getting ready to boil over. But we've got much more to talk about with Patrick Wood um, when we come back from our break. We've got an article brand new over at Fox News. Uh, Joe Biden saying that COVID is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Did you hear me? Well, they are using that, and those talking points are spreading across the mainstream liberal media, and they are stigmatizing the unvaxxed. We're going to have to talk about that and where that's going to lead when we come back with Patrick Wood on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. So my wife and I are moving. 
and we're packing boxes and we're just coming across all kinds of stuff that we have to decide either to throw out or to keep. But I came across boxes of some of my books. And so that's why I'm offering a January discount, actually all four books for $35. I don't make any money from this. I just want to move them out. It's better to get them into your hands or have you give them to, them to someone than me having them in boxes at home. So all four books for $35. Um, if you don't live in the uh, Northeast Wisconsin Green Bay area, I will ship them and you'll it'll be another $10 probably. So the books Eradicate, Blotting Out God in America, The Cost of Our Silence, Redefining Truth, and my new book Canceling Christianity. So all four books, $35. Email me if you're interested, comments at standupforthetruth.com. The phone number here is 800-979. 9010. We've got Patrick Wood with us today, Technocracy News and Trends. And there's a headline I alluded to before we took our break over at Fox News. Biden again insists COVID a pandemic of the unvaccinated, even as fast moving Omicron spreads widely. And I'm going to quote Joe Biden. He said, quote, there is no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated, end quote. So my question would be, why are those who have been vaccinated still getting sick? Patrick, Patrick Wood, would you like to respond? Well, I'll say <laughs> um, there's no lo- Well, there's no logic to this, really. The people who are vaccinated, I don't know, two, three times are still getting sick and some are still dying uh, from COVID, uh, proving that the vaccine really is just ineffective. And this is all over the world. It's not just in America. And so talk about cognitive dissonance. Um, you got to take the vaccine, but then even after, I mean, this here's the, the sense of it. You got to take the vaccine, but you still should stay away from people who are unvaccinated. Well, you think, well, if the vaccine protects me, why should I have to worry about not visiting grandma in the nursing home anymore? You know, they say, well, you shouldn't do that. And this, this is absolutely insane. It's contradicting itself continuously. Mm-hmm. And when you get right, when you look kind of below the, the, the covers, this whole business of stigmatizing has been seen historically so many times where a group of people, irrationally so, where a group of people are identified as being the, quote-unquote, the enemy. And invariably, whoever the enemy is, the scapegoat, those are the people in the end, if tyranny uh, tyranny really wins in the situation, those are the people that will end up in an early grave. Mm. This is exactly what's happened historically. We see it all the way going back uh, into the Old Testament even. But in last century, for instance, we, you know, we've seen it in the Bolshevik Revolution. We've seen it in um, uh, in Germany, in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it in uh, in Ukraine with the Holodomer. It's very dangerous thinking, and it's societally dangerous. It's dangerous to civilization, and it's certainly dangerous to the people who have been stigmatized, who, who look up and say, "What on earth did I do? I didn't do anything." And, and, of course, in this case, if somebody says, well, you know, I've got stage four cancer and I'm taking chemotherapy, and I don't think it would be good if I took a vaccine that would, you know, damage my my circulatory system or a particular organ, and they say to you, we don't care, you are unvaxxed, and if you're going to be stubborn about this, then you deserve to be punished. That, how can how can anybody sort that out in their mind? It makes no sense. Hmm. Yeah, well, what's happening? Yes, you're right. It doesn't make sense. So it, there's this different kind of thinking that's kind of been accepted. And uh, I just read something yesterday in, I think, January 15, which is a, a little over a week away. I think there's three cities, Chicago, San Francisco, I think Washington, D.C., and there may be one other city that's actually going to require a vaccine card, a passport, or proof of vaccination to even go to restaurants, to the gym, to conduct business. Now, 
that's a week away in a couple of these cities now. This is it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I would I'm surprised there's not more pushback. But I want to get to this article, Patrick, that's on technocracy news. Um, and I just want to set this up by reading a few headlines leading into this. Governments are intensifying their vitriol against the unvaccinated. It mentions Trudeau up in Canada saying the unvaccinated shouldn't be tolerated. Macron over in France says he's really going to tick them off, right? The unvaccinated. Germany says they are not human. Biden, as we just heard, him, his quote uh, says they are the pandemic. And if this is not reversed soon, and this is our point today, friends, this rhetoric can easily lead to bloodshed. So the article, the stigma, stigmatization, stigmatizing the unvaccinated, and in this, the, uh, the uh, second part of the title is human today, not human tomorrow. So we're seeing high-level officials continue to use this term, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is a lie. But it suggests their, un, their message is the, those that got the COVID jab, the shot, those who were vaccinated, they don't play any role whatsoever in the spread of COVID-19. But there's evidence, the media is just not reporting, that there's evidence that those who are fully vaccinated do have a role in transmission when it comes to outbreaks. You just won't hear it from the complicit media. So, Patrick, there's uh, a word called, uh, well, mass formation psychosis, three words, mass formation psychosis. Could you please break that down for us and explain? I can. This this is a great concept too. This is uh, has been kind of popularized recently by a professor um, of clinical psychology in Belgium, and uh, his name is uh, Professor Matthias uh, Desmet, I believe. And uh, he's brought up the point that uh, that mass formation is a condition that results when certain things are met in society. It's it's obviously it's very irrational in, on one hand. But it, it's the only way you can answer why about a third or maybe 40 percent of the world seemingly has gone completely mad. <laughs> They're just, you know, unable to conceive of anything uh, that's this rational anymore. And the concept of mass formation is and, and you need to remember that people in Europe are culturally sensitive to things like the Bolshevik Revolution and Nazi Germany and so on. They, they live those things. Their, their grandparents and their great-grandparents lived during those things. So stories have been passed down. We don't have this in America. We don't, we, we don't have the same cultural experience behind us. But he brings out that mass formation is what has happened in all the great genocides of history, uh, especially in Europe. And that when... That when free speech is completely obliterated, when, in other words, when, when the, the victim is um, silenced, that's when the killing begins. And he makes a very good point historically on that. That, that. That's exactly the point where the killing begins is when the victims have no longer have a voice to cry out. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he really develops this point that, um, that the answer to mass formation is speaking out, is free speech. Mm. And that's one reason we need to keep it alive, obviously, is that you know, we cannot be silent because when we all fall silent, that's going to be when it, when, when it really hits the fan. And we know in America there's great pressure right, right now to, to be silent. Um, and big media, big tech, so on, are silencing people left and right. Um, but we still need to stand up and, and speak out against this stuff and understand it. Yes, speak out in any way you can. Many of us have been censored or silenced um, in different ways, but we're trying to find other platforms. I want to just give people one example, Patrick, because a lot of folks might be hearing this and, and thinking, well, what? come on, guys, is this really, aren't you guys exaggerating? Um, just one example, in Massachusetts, of those who were vaccinated, either fully or partially, 74% there, there were cases even after they've been vaccinated, 74% were symptomatic. So what this proves is 74%. We're not talking about 17. We're not talking about 4, 10, 20. We're talking about 74%. It proves that the COVID-19 jabs, the vaccinations, cannot end 
the pandemic. And may in fact be, according to this article, um, it may in fact be preventing it from dying out naturally. Would you like to elaborate, Patrick? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, there, I don't know what can I, that's so clear. Yes. It, there's really nothing to add to it. <laughs> it's just insane. Hmm. Um, even in, I'm thinking in Michigan, wasn't it, uh, was it Governor Whitmer's husband? That, uh, that's been vaccinated and boosted. I think he's had a total of three shots and he still gets COVID anyway. I think so. Or at least test positive for it. Mm-hmm. And Governor Whitmer in Michigan was the one that was uh, had, had the nastiest lockdowns uh, of almost any state in the whole country. Mm-hmm. And pushed vaccines like, you know, you take them or else. And the logic sitting right in front of her face with her own husband, gee, you know, somebody, somebody wrote the other day using, um, I think, what was it, smallpox. She said, if I got shot, if I got two vaccines for smallpox and I got smallpox the next month, I'd be asking some serious questions about what shots I took. Right. <laughs> like, duh, of course you would. These shots aren't working. They're telling people they're working and they're forcing people to take them, but they don't work. And, and again, this sets up this cognitive dissonance in people's minds. Say, what are we talking about here? They don't work. People are getting sick. And I know people that have, that have had the vaccine personally who have gotten sick from COVID since then. Mm-hmm. It's like it just it just scrambles your mind. You, you can't grasp it. That's because it's 100 percent totally logical. And people just get confused, and they finally just throw up their hands and say, I, I quit, I give up, just whatever, whatever. And they comply. Well, one other main reason, obviously, Patrick, a lot of United States citizens are not getting the truth. They're not hearing the real news. They're hearing fake news. They're hearing manufactured news, talking points, propaganda, as we have uh, pointed out at the beginning of this podcast. But let's go over to the Twilight Zone of Insanity in Germany of all places, and I'll let you continue because this is an article we're going to put in today's podcast notes, uh, stigmatizing the unvaccinated. In Germany, a police officer insisted that this unvaccinated man was a murderer. Why? Because he might infect someone. He also indicated that this man's not a human because he didn't get the vaccine, so he doesn't care about other people's lives, apparently. So, Patrick, this is dangerous. It is, is beyond irrational. But we go back to what happened in Germany in the 1930s. You have to uh, just like what you were explaining earlier is what they did with the Jews and with the uh, those who are maybe handicapped and even Christians and even blacks. And they did this to certain groups in the population and they started using these talking points and propaganda. People started believing it. And it's just like scary that here we go all over again. Right. That's right. That's right, and th- this is this this idea of stigmatizing is not new. It's been it's been done throughout history, and we have plenty of examples for us in, from even just the last century. Um, but first, the 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 rhetoric that starts with it, of course, sets up the the class of people who are um, who are going to be rejected. They're the scapegoats for whatever it is, whatever the problem is. There's no rationale to it, but there doesn't have to be. It's just there has to be a scapegoat. And Desmond, Professor Desmond brings out that there is that when mass formation takes place, a natural outcome is for a large group of people in that society to be declared to be the scapegoat. It has, in other words, mass formation has to have a scapegoat. The scapegoat is being set up right now is the people who don't get vaccinated for whatever reason. And there's lots of people who don't get vaccinated that are not anti-vax. You know, they've taken other vaccines and they'll probably take more in the future. That's right. They just don't want this one. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the danger in the rhetoric is at some point when somebody pulls out the knife or the gun or whatever and says, let's get those people, then all you know what's going to break loose mm. potentially. And this is this is what we need to guard against right now. You know, I'm thinking back. I'm, I'm not a, a, a world historian for sure, but I'm thinking back to the collapse of Rome when Rome burned. Um, 
And there were some very corrupt politicians in Rome at the time. But when Rome burned, they did not take the blame for it. The blame was put on Christians. That's right. They got the, They were blamed for starting the fires. And everything leading up to that, the, the, the rumors that were spread on the bizarre practices of, uh, of Christians, like drinking the blood of babies, for instance, completely ludicrous and off the wall, but other people in society believed that. That was just propaganda. They believed it. And so when, when somebody said, let's get the Christians, they're the ones to blame for this. One of the greatest persecutions in the history of Christianity took place. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, want to describe it. Yes. And so, you know, this is kind of this is kind of what we're sitting on right now. The rhetoric is everywhere. Every country on earth is basically saying the same thing. Yes. The unvaxxed are the enemy. They're mm-hmm. the ones making us sick. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are killing grandma and grandpa and you know <laughs> whatever. They're the killers. It, it, Untrue, but people are believing it, and the rhetoric just keeps coming out. And we ought to just say, we know who's behind this ultimately. Mm-hmm. We know who the great destroyer of mankind is. And we know what his goals are, because they're revealed pretty clearly in Scripture. So this shouldn't surprise anybody in a sense. A Christian shouldn't surprise a Christian if they understand the Bible from cover you know, from cover to cover. Right. But... Um, the, the shock, probably the shocking thing is, for, this is the first time in Amer- in America that that Christians have been faced with this kind of a prospect that other civilizations have faced before that we just read about in history books. Mm-hmm. This is shocking, to, I think, to Americans that this could happen here. Yes, it is. Uh, we've got to wrap this segment up, Patrick, and take a break. But before we do, let's remind everybody that the same psychological operation was at work in the 1930s. When Jews, the elderly, the sick, mentally, physically handicapped, they were dehumanized and blamed as carriers of disease. Now, remember, it's not just because they were God's chosen people, because they were Jewish. It was they dehumanized them and blamed these people as if they were carriers of disease, so they had to be uh, treated differently. So that this is what's happening. It's the same concept, same techniques, and it's scary to see them, uh, signs of this in the United States of America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. We're talking with Patrick Wood, Technocracy News and Trends. We've got another segment coming up. We're going to continue to discuss points from the article, Stigmatizing the Unvaccinated, Human Today, Not Human Tomorrow. And we'll have this at the post today StandUpForTheTruth.com. And thank you guys so much for continuing hanging on there with us. We've got a lot more information coming up. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest today is Patrick Wood, and we're talking about the dangers of stigmatizing Anybody, any group of people, but in this case, the unvaccinated and where this could lead. Of course, this rhetoric is dangerous. And I mean, it doesn't take a lot of uh, knowledge to realize that it could and possibly will incite violence. So let's talk about the, the increasing evidence that going back to this point, Patrick, that the vaccinated individuals continue to have a relevant role in transmission of COVID-19, but people just aren't hearing the studies, the facts, the surveys, the example we provided with figures out of Massachusetts earlier, and it just seems like they're not getting the information, so they'll believe that, oh, it must be the unvaccinated. So people aren't getting everything that they need to make a good decision, correct? Right. We're down to the point where um, where these people that are, pushing these policies are saying, don't confuse me with the facts. Uh, the, the facts are pretty clear to anybody who cares to look at them, mm-hmm. but um, they're just ignored yes. by the globalist narrative that insists that everybody has to take this for, you know, and we will force you to take it. Uh, so you can't, 
you can't figure this out from a rational point of view. It, it just does not work. It doesn't work. You can't do it. Uh, we know what the facts are, and yes, we can talk about them and how how silly the other side is and stuff. But uh, but the reality of it, what this is what this is doing is is setting up a societal disaster that's going to come to a head at some point, either in a very very bad way, yes, or maybe you know maybe we can avert some of the damage that's going to be done. But the end result of stigmatizing is ultimately violence against the person, against the scapegoat group. And this has been the history of it forever. This yeah. is just the way life works. Right. Um, and we even see it, I mean, you even see it on one-on-one relationships like bullies in a schoolyard. <laughs> um, a bully picks out somebody that he doesn't like for whatever reason and starts um, saying he's this, he's that, he's not human, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a bum, he's a nerd, or whatever starts picking on him and eventually punches him in the nose because he's such a bad person. Well, it was all in the bully's mind. There was no logic to it. Kid, the kid that got punched might be the nicest kid in the, in the school. <laughs> but the bully says, I don't care. He's my scapegoat. I'm going to take it out on him. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening on a societal basis right now. Yep. And uh, as you speak, I'm looking at this headline over at Harbinger's Daily News. French President Macron speaks, I'm sorry, sparks outrage for stating that the unvaccinated are no longer citizens. This is the kind of rhetoric around the world that we're seeing. But we quoted Joe Biden to start off this topic where he said we're in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Very important point that you made or the article stigmatizing the unvaccinated at Technocracy News, quote, It's important to realize you cannot comply your way out of this tyranny. Uh, There's there's no there can be no end to your compliance to future boosters, no matter what the cost to you and your family. Patrick Wood, is is that an exaggeration? It seems like it's it's kind of sensational to say something like that. But uh, it is. Yeah, it it is. not, And um complying with tyranny is, is just an oxymoron. There never in the history of the world has tyranny receded or retreated on its own. That is not the concept. (laughs) Uh, Once tyranny gets underway, the only way to stop it is to completely and utterly conquer it. Hmm. And then get those people that brought it out of society, out of any policymaking, um, you know, positions, but tyranny will advance, will progress no matter what you do to it. Any, any compliance to it or any soft peddling of it only results in more of it and it will not stop. And we've seen this historically again, even in the last century, you know, I'm thinking of how, uh, how Britain appeased, uh, Hitler in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. saying, Oh, he's, 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 he has good intentions. He's not going to be, he's not going to be that bad. He may only take over one or two countries. So, you know, we, we'll just kind of get along with him. And, you know, and he said, he's going to be a nice boy from now on. <laughs> well, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> um, so people, people have an underestimation of what, tyranny is and how it behaves, but it cannot retreat and it won't. And you know what? We look back over the last, say, 40, 50 years, it has not Mm. retreated anywhere. That's right. It's always gotten worse. Now it's just reached a critical mass where, where we see countries that were very, very free, even a couple of years ago, all of a sudden fall into a pit. And I'm thinking of Australia. I'm thinking of Austria. I'm thinking of Great Britain. I'm thinking of Germany. Things are happening there that just were, uh, would be unheard of five years ago. And yet here they are. They're being totally tyrannical towards the people. Yes. And isn't it interesting that one of our, I, I don't want to say it's a saving grace, our Constitution has been um, attacked and attempts to rewrite it, <laughs> uh, but the Second Amendment, Patrick, uh, this may come into play more than we can imagine at this point. If this tyranny continues, don't you think? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I'll make the observation that free speech is a global concept. Um, it is codified or mentioned in our Constitution, obviously, with the First Amendment. But the founders of our nation believed that those were unalienable rights given by God, not by man. And, you know, the right to worship, for instance, and, and the, the right to speak and the right to assemble and the right to communicate with writing and so on, and the right to communicate with government, um, they believed that those were God-given rights. And the only reason it made it into the Constitution was as a warning to government, future governments, to keep your hands off of those rights. They're not yours to take away because they weren't yours to give in the first place. And that's why the First Amendment starts out with Congress shall make no law. Hmm. It's it's amazing to me that more people don't understand the First Amendment just because of that issue alone. Congress shall make no law. It's not a positive thing. It's not says Congress needs to make laws to protect these things. No, it just says they're, they're given by God. You keep your hands off of those things. They're not your business. It's not your domain. Hmm. So I find that free speech is a concept that every nation on earth understands, and they're all struggling for the same thing right now. Yes, That's what all of the riot, you know, the protests and in some cases riots in Europe are taking place right now are more over the issue of free speech than anything else because they can't be heard, so they take to the street. Um, I, I just kind of find that amazing just in the, in the grand scheme of things that, um, yeah, people in, innately understand that God gave them a voice, gave them a vocal cords or whatever, and a mind to think. And the whole purpose of having those things is to communicate with other people. Whether communication is wrong or not, I, I'm not saying that. But nevertheless, we have, we have the ability and the right to speak. I think God made us that way, to be, to be communicators. Yes. And that's the way we can uh, speak the truth and share the gospel and get his word out. We are to do this and be communicators, uh, be ambassadors for Christ. Um, one more little section in this article before we wrap up, Patrick, we've got about five minutes left. It says COVID shots keep the pandemic going. It says more than 80 studies have confirmed that natural immunity to COVID-19 is equal or superior to what you get from the jab, the shot. Now, this conforms to well-established medical science, so it's no surprise. But for the first time in modern medical history, and Patrick, I'd love for you to comment on this, natural immunity is now being portrayed as having no benefit whatsoever, and even worse, those with natural immunity, like myself, who've had COVID, are being labeled as dangerous and are shunned, and some have been fired from jobs for failing to get the vaccine. Patrick, your thoughts? That's right. It, again, no logic to it, but, uh, you know, the, thousands of years of medicine and medical practice have been thrown <laughs> out the door yes. in the last two years. Hmm. And this, this gaslighting type of, of propaganda that's been put out turns medicine upside down, absolutely upside down. And historically, there are just volumes and tons and tons of books and studies been written on the function of the body as, as, as it relates to immunity and uh, the immune system, all that's been thrown out the door and just the narrative just been completely turned around to say something for any medical person who's been trained to say something like this is just proof that they have fallen into the cult of scientism. Yes. And they'll believe anything anybody puts to them, anything. And so the people who have natural immunity and even are tested, I might add, for antibodies and who can demonstrate that they have antibodies that are proven to be more effective than the shot, these people are being demonized too. Well, you haven't taken the shot? Well, why not? Well, I have antibodies. I don't need to take the shot. Well, yes, you do. <laughs> Because if you don't take the shot, why, you might be killing my grandmother. Like, what? <laughs> it just snaps your brain. Mm. I'm in the same boat. I had COVID. I didn't get horribly sick from it. I didn't like it, but I got it, and I got tested. I tested myself um, uh, two, I think, two or three months later. And sure enough, the antibodies just popped right off the, right off the page at me. Wow. 
And I thought, well, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I don't, obviously, I'm not going to need for anything else. But I would be one of those, if I had a job, I would be one of those that got um, thrown out. Mm-hmm. And that includes people, by the way, in the military. They're in the same boat. Yep. The people that, people that have natural antibodies and can prove it uh, are treated no differently than anybody else that hasn't gotten the shot and said, no, we, you know, you're out. We, we don't want you here. You're, you're going to get make other people sick. Patrick, no logic. Yeah, we've got a couple minutes left, and just one more point from the article. I lied. I, I said that was the last point about the natural immunity. But there's a Swedish study that you link to that was published a few months ago that says while the, the vaccines initially lowered the risk of hospitalization, their effectiveness rapidly waned. And you've mentioned Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, AstraZeneca. Zeneca. Um, so there are, is some information out there on how, yes, they can be somewhat beneficial at the beginning, but why do you think they have to now almost have perpetual booster shots uh, required? If, if the original, So the original vaccine just didn't do the job. So many people don't want to look at that or admit that. They don't. Uh, I think there's a much bigger agenda here that we, we haven't really developed this, this, this thought, but I will throw it out. I, I Honestly, I think that the, this new type of injection based on messenger RNA, and in India, by the way, they've developed a vaccine that is based on DNA directly, where it just gets injected under your skin and it, and it changes your genetic structure. Messenger RNA has that ability too, and this has been... This has been a building theme over the years to change the genetic structure of life on Earth. Hmm. They've uh, had gene-edited seeds, uh, animals, insects, and every other part of life, fish. But now uh, the, the target is, uh, is humans. And um, uh, introducing this new type of, of therapy based on synthetic life. That is, they generate computer models of what DNA they want to make. They make it, and then they shoot it into your body. Um, this is uh, this whole debacle for the last year now has conditioned people to take these types of shots, and there has been no end of it, and I don't think there's going to be any end of it in the future either. It will be a continuous string of shots that basically don't work, and this suggests that maybe there's some agenda uh, in these shots mm. that has really nothing to do with helping people get well or, or stay well, but it has some other agenda to modify the genetic structure of humanity. Mm. And I'll just throw that out, and people can read about it a little bit more on Technocracy News to see why I might say something like that. But this is, uh, this is again, this is something from a Bible point of view that, that, can be understood maybe more easily mm-hmm. because we know the God of this world has a very keen interest in destroying the germline of humanity. Mm-hmm. If he can, he wins. Well, yep. we know he's not winning. Anyway. Right. That's right. Praise God. We know the end. Patrick Wood, yep. Technocracy News, the article stigmatizing the unvaccinated. You've got to read it. It is extensive. Thank you for your time, brother. God bless you and uh, citizens for free speech. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Tomorrow, Pastor Scott Lively, I think he just got deleted from YouTube, among other things. We'll catch up with him, and thank you guys for listening. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.